Thank you for tuning in to the St. Thomas Episcopal Church Advent Calendar Podcast. We hope this episode will be a blessing to you as you are to us for tuning in today. Enjoy. I'm here today with my friend Joni Wyatt. Joni uh, began her career in analytics and has been working in the health industry uh, for several years now. And so Joni, tell us where you started and kind of the work you do now. Sure. So um, actually, I started down the path of going into healthcare analytics and administration. And I mentioned before that um, analytics wasn't a thing 20 years ago or not the way it is now. So um, I really spent a lot of time doing operations to make sure that I liked it before I went into paying for graduate school. One of the things that program expected was us to work in a um, in a field or in an environment that was part of our master's. So I went and worked at an oncology practice where um, I sat at a front desk and just talked, you know, I was, I was young and I was still in school and I got to talk to all the patients. And I think that was the first time, it was probably my most impactful job because it was the first time I had a real experience with human mortality, meeting with people who um, really were faced with, I may not be here next year, or I may not be here in six months. And I got to spend time with those patients. I actually got to sit with those patients doing chemo. Um, When I moved to Alabama, several of them bought me presents that I still have today. One of them bought me a plant that I still have today. And I think about her a lot because I wonder if maybe the plant possibly has outlived her after all these years. Um, So at that moment, I realized, because I could never be a clinical person. My mother was uh, as a nurse, um, and we have lots of healthcare people, but I'm just not clinically inclined. I don't think that that would be a good situation for me. Um, but at that moment, I realized that I really could do a lot to help patients and help uh, healthcare, the people in healthcare uh, in a way that a lot of people see that only clinical people can. So when I moved to Alabama, I actually moved here because of Matt. Um, Who's also I, in analytics. He is. Met through, through the most romantic of all the sciences. Yes, we did. We met at an analytics conference. We met at the HIMSS conference. It's actually an informatics conference if you want to get super dorky about it. But um, we, we met there. And so in the process of being here, I spent a lot of time in operations And what I realized uh, at that point, having really been doing it for about 10 years, um, was that our providers, our nurses, our doctors, especially the ones who have their own businesses, I mean, they're just people like us. I think a lot of times we assume that doctors should have, because, because it is a highly respected profession, that there should be some ability for them to kind of rise above the stress of every day, you know, what's going on. But the reality is they all have families, you know, they all, it's work. They got to go to work. They, they care about their patients um, a lot, but sometimes they weren't always taking care of themselves and they still have a business to run and make sure they can keep the doors open. So there's a lot of stresses there. And um, some of the work or a lot of the work I do and then, and then also do now make sure that those providers are taken care of in a way that they don't have to worry about whether or not they can keep their doors open to see patients that, um, you know, the services that they provide are paid for 
as they need to be paid for so that they can continue to employ the people in their offices and do the work that they do. Well, and I imagine, I imagine at this time, you know, going through a pandemic where everybody in the healthcare industry is affected so dramatically and they're under such stress uh, from every direction that it's especially important the work you do to empower people to be working in their best way, right? So practitioners of medicine can practice medicine and not have the stress of, of staying afloating, you know, financially or staying open that you're kind of removing a lot of barriers to empower doctors to their best, their best. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's kind of what we always say is, you know, I'll take care of everything else. You worry about seeing patients when COVID hit, it was interesting because we, uh, you know, again, I work in an office, so I'm not in an, in a clinical setting anymore, not with my current job as a, I'm a consultant now. So I'm in an office Um, but when COVID hit, all of a sudden it was all hands on deck. And I really got pushed back into that operations world where, um, you know, I had practices, I had primary care practices that finally got COVID testing supplies, but then they didn't have gloves or they didn't have a mask or they didn't have gowns. And so, um, people like myself who, again, now I'm working almost all analytics, I'm, I'm really looking at the science behind, Um, running physician practices and making sure that patients have, helping them have uh, good processes so patients can have good outcomes. But we, we sort of, you know, marched into action and, and started gathering supplies at all of the practices where, uh, that were closed. So we had specialties that were not open at all. You know, we had dermatologists who don't do emergency medicine. So they were closed and they were willing to either donate or sell at cost those, um, at that PPE, so the gloves and the face mask, and we just loaded them up. We went around, we facilitated any sales, we loaded up all that PPE and drove it for like the first two weeks of COVID around Birmingham, delivering that stuff yeah, to the provinces. Not only picking up and delivering, I know that your mom was also making masks, like physically making masks yes. that were dropping off, at least for the chaplains down at UAB. You know, Jenny, everybody is going to have struggles with work. I mean, there's some days where you get up because they pay you to get up and go to work. There's going to be some hardships, but, um, but there are also those moments that are exciting or wonderful or fruitful that you can like actually see the fruit uh, that you've planted that make you want to go to work. You know, what are those, what's a moment like that for you that like propels you into the day that makes you want to get up and go? I think that, um, those moments come probably most when there are new healthcare is complicated and, and American healthcare is even more complicated. Those moments come frequently when we get a new rule, a new federal regulation, a new federal rule. And I hear absolute panic in the voices of the doctors, the office administrators, the business people that, don't really, they can't get their mind around it. They certainly don't have time to read the federal register and figure out what the rule means, but it, they have to comply. They have to do it. And a lot of times they have to do it in a month or 30 days or 60 days. And so there are times where I can just, I can help someone. I can help a lot of practices. We can get them over that hump to where they can continue to operate, continue to see patients. And the, the true um, there's just, there's just gratitude. And I think that's something that we probably don't express enough of is gratitude for the people who help us every day. Um, but it makes me feel, it makes me feel good because it makes me feel like they genuinely appreciate what we 
did, we are allowing them to continue to see patients and provide the services that are needed. Um, and especially, I, I do want to point out, especially for my clients and the people that are out in rural Alabama, I got several practices I work with, in some cases, um, pro bono, we just do work for them, or I do work for them, um, that are out in, in uh, very rural areas of Alabama, where access is just not even possible, you know, they just, you know, one doctor in an entire county, one primary care doctor. So those patients now have access and those doctors have very little resources. So those are moments where I feel like I'm doing something, not just for me or not just for one doctor, but really for the collective good of, of where we live and the communities we live in. Junie, um, you help teach our uh, atrium. And so, you know, the atrium process, and especially the story of the parable of the mustard seed, you know, the, the mustard seed starts so small, but that it grows and grows and grows. And what I hear you describing is the kind of work that's like a mustard seed where, you know, maybe you're helping connect a one doctor whose practice is closed with another doctor who desperately needs supplies. But what I can see beyond that is the kingdom of God growing and growing where you're actually then reaching you know, maybe dozens and then hundreds and then thousands of potential patients across all of Alabama in every different walk of life by doing these simple little steps in your work. How do you see, have, you know, do you ever see God moving through your work or do you ever find yourself like you say, wow, this is holy ground or this is, you know, faithful work. Well, I can, I can certainly tell you, I pray a lot. <laughs> I pray a lot for, for, for all of my doctors and the, and the healthcare in general. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think God is part of every single thing that those providers do. Um, it's kind of a selfless job and the ones that throw themselves at it. I just, I feel like if I can help them do that work, cause that's a calling, um, where it's, it's like I said, it's pretty selfless. Um, then I'm, then I've done my part. And as far as I'm concerned, that's exactly what God wants me to do. I mean, it, I can't lay my hands on somebody and heal them, but I can certainly support someone who can. And to me, that's, I mean, that's God right there in front of me. Jenny, that is beautiful. That sounds to me just like the kingdom of God. And I think one of the great uh, things to think about when we think about Jesus and his work is that Jesus doesn't go and heal everybody all at once. He heals the people who are right in front of him. He does the work that's set right before him. And it sounds like that's how, how you kind of live your life. You're doing the work set right before you and that you have these huge impacts, a lot of which I assume you probably don't even see or will never see, but you're having these huge impacts that go on down the line. So thank you, Joni, for joining me today. Thank you for your time. I love hearing about your work and I hope everyone tunes in tomorrow for the next day for uh, the eighth day of Advent. Thank you for tuning in to the St. Thomas Episcopal Church Advent Calendar Podcast. This is the Reverend Josiah Ringers inviting you to join us every Sunday at St. Thomas at 8.15, 10.30, or 5 p.m. or online. Check us out at stthomasepiscopal.net. Thanks again, and may God bless you.